News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you here till the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning, folks. With us, we've got Randy Rocky, who is the head guy, or at least one of the head guys over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime to uh, get a loan, a home loan, uh, to purchase your next house at 645-0736. Also here, Chuck Crosby, who owns the Crosby Law Offices. And you can reach Chuck anytime on his cell phone. 499-6360. By the way, besides doing closings, which he does an admirable job, uh, he also does a variety of other things, including foreclosure defense. He works on commissioner sales, wills, which I can't stress highly enough, and then he also does power of attorneys and a variety of other things. Welcome, gents. We are getting right into our show because we've got a lot of questions. First, I'll tell you, I'm Bob Sekoler, and I own the Sekoler team, REMAX Properties East. We would love to help you sell your home. If you're thinking about selling, even if it's not this year, next year, or the years beyond, I'm the guy. I'd love to talk to you, either in person or by phone or via Zoom. Reach me at 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com to start filling out the, uh, the information as it comes up to you. All right, we go to the phones. We're still doing our COVID show, so these are questions coming in from emails, phone calls, and the like. And Demi is our first guest this morning. She is buying her first home and has heard us talk about what not to do when buying a home. So, with Randy, with regards to her credit, she asked us to go into some detail, which I think will help her and others, on what not to do. So, well, here are five common mistakes that will prevent you and others from closing on your mortgage. Randy, I'll give the headline and you come up with some details. You ready? Okay. Yes. Making a big purchase, including furniture. What's the problem with that? Uh, it goes on your credit report and it can uh, uh, change the debt to income ratio and you will maybe not qualify after that. So you do not want to make any purchases after you've been pre-approved. Got it. Next is opening a new credit line. What's wrong with that? Uh, opening up a new credit line also can put you in a situation where you get into a debt to income issue. And also you have to do a letter of explanation on why you open it, even if you're not using it. It's just best to wait till after you close on the house. All right. Next is uh, switching or quitting your job. That may be somewhat easy and Oh, man. Uh, switching jobs, if we get an offer letter, can be okay. Quitting your job is a no-no because then, obviously, you don't have the income to support the house payment. Then how about disrupting the timeline? And by that, we're talking about not submitting requested paperwork on time to a loan officer. Oh, yes. that That's very difficult because you have rate lock expires. You have also contracts that expire. And if they do not cooperate with that, then we, uh, we, and we've had to do this not very often, but with your agents, we call them and say, Hey, can you help us push along to get these people? I understand everybody's busy, but we need to get this paperwork submitted so we can make sure we close on time. All right. Finally, taking out a personal loan. That's a no, no as well. Why is that? Yes, because then that could be also another debt to income issue. So we, we qualify on what your debt is. Compared to your income, usually it needs to be total, including the house with payments a month, 50% or less. So, for example, if you make 
$6,000 a month. You do not want over, uh, payments total to be over 3000 And uh, so if you put, take on a personal loan, that could take you over that threshold, which then could cause you not to be pre-approved. All right. Those are some of the things I would just tell you before you do anything financially-wise. If you're applying for a loan, make sure you check with your loan officer. They can steer you through the pitfalls of losing that loan because of what you did. We move over to Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Offices. This is a tough one, Chuck. Anne wrote us that uh, she got a divorce 20 or so years ago. She sends us an email. She says, the ex-husband is still living at the house. The divorce decree did not state whether she gets ownership of the house. Meanwhile, Anne's been paying for upkeep on the house, including a new fence, roof, HVAC. And now she wants to sell the house and wants to keep the money for the sale of the house since she's been paying all the bills. She's wondering, is that even possible? Is there anything, a divorce decree, that gives her the possession of the house, if it's not listed in the divorce decree? By the way, she says she's still the house is still in both of their names. They're on the deed. Thoughts? My thoughts are this should have been handled, you say, 20 years ago? 20 years ago, yeah. Yeah, 20 years ago is when that should have been handled. The key thing to remember out of all this is, yeah, that judge's decree is good. Judge's order is good until it's overturned or canceled or whatever. The thing is, it's good between the parties. Okay. So, as between the parties, she was entitled to all kinds of stuff, but that doesn't change uh, the rest of the world. So, let's say yeah. that uh, the mortgage on the house, uh, the judge says he has to pay it. Well, that's between her and the ex husband. The bank doesn't have any, doesn't care one bit what the judge says. Judge can still go after her for the mortgage. I'm sorry, the, the bank can still go after her for the for mortgage. mortgage right? right. The judge's order only relates to the two parties that are in front of the judge. Now, if he's not complying with what the judge says, she just reopens the case, takes it back in front of the judge, and says, hey, judge, he's not following the order. Make him follow the order. And and that's how that works. 20 years later, is the judge oh, yeah. going to be around? You think, or oh, that, judge isn't, judge? that judge isn't going to be around. But like yeah. I said at the beginning, yeah. the, the order is good until it's either overturned or released or whatever. So subsequent judges can come in and, and take a look at that. Okay, good. And it, can she hire some sort of attorney to go back and look at the decree? Is that ever able to be done? Well, yeah, the decree is you know going to be. You can get that. They they have copies of these things that they don't ever get rid of. Uh, but uh, yeah, just I would go back to the original divorce attorney. If not, uh, there's plenty of divorce attorneys out there that would be more than happy to take a peek at that kind of thing, and uh, you know guide her through the process. But you know you're going to have he's going to come up with all kinds of arguments saying hey our course of action over 20 years suggests yeah, that yeah. we had an agreement between ourselves that is supplemental so just because the judge says he owes you x well if the two of you agree that nah, i'm not going to collect that you keep it that that's perfectly binding <laughs> Got it. Uh, that's why this stuff just needs to be done at the very beginning. Uh, when I was teaching, uh, the, the first thing I always kept in mind is you can always be really tough uh, and then let up. You can't not be tough and then get tougher. It, mm -hmm. You got to start uh, tough and then, and then let up. So, Got anyhow. it. If you want to see a rebroadcast of today's show, both video and audio, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. A quick update for you. And Chuck, you may remember this. And folks, if you're listening, you follow our show. 
You met a couple of months or so ago. We've couple we updated this a couple of times. Uh, a couple in Louisville paid fifty thousand dollars for updates and repairs to a house, and then the contractor took the money and promptly walked off with it. Remember that? Yeah. They they tr- paid money to try to track the guy down. Well, it happens that this week I met with the couple, and they in fact have found the contractor who appears to be still in business, and they're waiting for legal action against the contractor to be taken. So, uh, Chuck, I'm just wondering. Is there anything they should be doing while they are waiting for the next step on this? Well, if you track him down, next thing is start finding out if he's got anything. Yeah, that's okay. what I think they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you try and find that, find out where he lives, see who owns that house. Uh, did they put it in the wife's name? When did they do that? Is it, you know, uh, just all kinds of stuff. But once uh, the attorney actually files a lawsuit, then all that kind of stuff is discoverable. So uh, they'll be in a good spot. Good. Well, that's good as long as he has yeah. assets. As long as the contractor has assets and they can figure out where those assets are. Dennis is writing in. He says, a friend of mine asked me to be a co-signer on a mortgage. He says, what does that actually mean? And what are the risks to uh, Dennis? Uh, When you co-sign, you are guaranteeing that note. So you are 100% liable uh, for, uh, the payment of that note. Uh, when, when it's, it's not like the old, uh, McDonald's or McDonald's, uh, the old, uh, uh, Flintstones, uh, show where, you know, if you got a house, you can paint a line down the middle and that half's yours, this half's mine. When you sign off on a note, you're signing that you will pay 100% of that money. You're joint and severally liable for it. So you and I buy house, we, we co-sign the note, you and I, um, if we stop making that payment, they can go 100% after you, 100% after me, 30% after me, 70% after you, whatever. Uh, so when you when you co-sign a note, you are borrowing that money. So if you're not on the deed, as I've seen and counseled against, uh, some people will buy a house, keep it in their name, and then the other person will co-sign the note. Well, then you owe 100% of the debt and have 0% of the asset. So a lot of stuff in there that you got to be careful of. Got it. We'll come back to you in a second, Randy. First, if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, we're really proud of our reviews and our videos. I have some new videos up. Head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That's all one word, LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. All right. So, Randy, let's see if we can do this. Uh, Samantha shopping for her first house. She asks in this email, can a lender make her provide documents like W-2 or pay stub in order to give a loan estimate? Not to get the loan, but just to give an estimate. Well, they, they do not have to get a loan on a loan estimate, but if she wants a pre-approval, yes, we would have to get that information to send a pre-approval out. But if she wants to just say, hey, here's my income, here and verbally say it, here's my credit score, I want a loan estimate before you pull credit and we get it and give you W-2s, then absolutely she can ask for that. And we do that. Not very often. Most of the time when people call us, they want to go ahead and fill out the application and us to verify all their income and every uh, and all the above, but that can happen, yes. Okay, good. All right, that's good information. We're going to take a break, folks, and when we come back, more of your questions. Incidentally, if you'd like to see what sellers and buyers are saying about us in writing, go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. We're really very proud of our reviews. Again, that's louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. Uh, so, if you uh, are thinking about getting a loan as we go to a break, listen, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, is already on the road and dressed uh, rather nicely this morning. 
You can reach him at Swan Financial, 645-0736. Also, Chuck Crosby, who is the head guy over at the Crosby Law Offices. Thank goodness, because his name's on the door. And he not only does closings. It would closings, be awkward otherwise. It would be very awkward. Uh, you could reach him <laughs> at 499-6360. And not only does he do closings, but wills. He's, it's a really important thing, folks, wills. Uh, power of attorney, commissioner of sales. He's a, he's a, a, a jack of all trades and a master of all. I'll say I'll go that far. And if you're thinking of selling your home or even buying a house, we can help you. I can do it. If you'd like to sell or talk about it now, next year, or for the next couple of years, reach out to me. It's free, no obligation. I'll come out and talk to you in person, or we can do it by phone or by Zoom. You can reach me on my cell phone anytime, 376-5483. That's 376-5483, or go to Bob sellslouisville.com we're back in a moment on news radio 840 whas i'm chuck crosby a real estate attorney here in louisville with crosby law offices i've been practicing real estate law fixing problems and helping people for over 22 years so if you're a buyer looking for advice information or professional closing services call me if you're a property owner real estate professional you have a problem you just can't fix it call me if you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants call me Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky. We know buyers want to purchase, and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? There's a 2-1 buy-down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year, and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645-0736, NMLS 26362-2473. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at Remax Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sekulda, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you very much, Barbara Corcoran. We appreciate your endorsement. And you can see Barbara on Shark Tank on a regular basis over on Channel 11. And also, I think it's MSNBC, as I remember. Also here today, besides uh, Barbara, is uh, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Chuck Crosby, who is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. And his number is 499-6360. Now, you can reach me, Bob Sekulder. If you're thinking about selling your home, love to be able to help you. You can reach me directly on my cell phone, day or night, 376-5483, or go to Bob Sells Louisville. 
Com. We go back over now to Chuck Crosby. Chuck, Jim owns a home here in Louisville, but lives in another state and is about to sell it. His tax accountant suggested that he invest the properties into another investment or the profits into another investment as soon as possible. That way he can avoid paying taxes on the profits. He's wondering if he makes $100,000 on the sale of the house, can he, the closing attorney, hold that money? So would you hold that money in an escrow account until he needs it for the purchase of his new home in his new state? He says it could take 60 or 90 days to be able to close. Is that even a possibility for somebody? Not in that fashion. Um, what it sounds like is everybody's skirting around the issue of a 1031 tax deferred exchange. If this is uh, investment property and he's going to exchange it for a like kind property, doesn't have to be in the same state, just has to be a like kind. And he's owned it uh, for the sufficiently long period of time. Mm -hmm. And what he can do is at closing, uh, they assign the contract over to a qualified intermediary. Okay, that qualified intermediary will hold the money uh, until the other property is designated and then disperse the money when they close on the new property. There's some time frames involved since you mentioned days. Yeah. Uh, he has 45 days uh, from the date of closing to uh, actually find the replacement property. And then he has the remainder of 180 days to close on it. Okay. Uh, but. Typically, you wouldn't get the closing attorney to do that. What you would do is get, uh, I've, I've got this one guy. I don't know that we're supposed to give names on here, uh, but I always send, oh, yeah. Steve Frank. Uh, Steve is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I will regularly, when somebody asks me they want to do this, I'll say, give Steve a call and we'll hook him up. And then Steve acts as the qualified intermediary. Uh, but yes, that can be done. Just not quite in that exact way. And what if it's not a 1031 exchange? If he's just looking to buy another house and doesn't want to pay taxes on uh, the profits, isn't there? Isn't that a misnomer that he would be paying if he's reinvesting within an X amount of years? Um, there's you're not a tax uh, accountant. Yeah. yeah, that's why God created CPAs. But I'll tell you, uh, that doesn't sound accurate. Yeah, what, what his advice is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't I, sound accurate. Yeah, I would, I would talk to a tax accountant who will yeah, give talk you to some, a cpa right yeah. that would be the, probably the best way to go yeah yeah Good. the only way i know to avoid capital gains is a 1031 patty is buying a new house she's wondering what to expect from her lender before closing on the house randy i'll give you a headline you fill in the details again all right so okay. the disclo the, the closing disclosure comes how soon before closing closing disclosure has to be three day three business days before closing at minimum Otherwise, the closing is detained or delayed, correct? It's, it's delayed, yes. Okay. The, close, the disclosure itself will include the home's purchase price and what else? It will explain all like the title charges, uh, real estate commissions, uh, loan officer commissions. It goes through uh, uh, the escrows. It breaks down, uh, breaks down uh, how much money they need to bring to the closing table, how much the uh, the actual seller is getting, you know, how much they owe on the house, how much they're getting back. So it, it's very detailed and breaks down basically every part of the financial transaction on and the just, purchase. And so just let me follow up. It includes all origination fees paid by the buyer, correct? That is correct. Loan. 
and interest rate on the loan, and not only the interest rate, but the APR. Explain what APR stands for. Yes. So the APR includes, uh, so let's say your interest rate is 5.25. The APR also includes some title charges, uh, some origination charges, and maybe that APR rate goes from 5. It's it's still a 5.25 rate, but then it might go to 5.379. It's easier for the consumer to shop in what's the net net cost and what's the net net rate going to be with closing costs. Got That's it. why the APR comes into play. Patty, hopefully that helps you and uh, everybody else who wants to know what, what and when do you get what you need to afford you close. We move back over to Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Office. Ken listens to our show all the time, has a problem. He heard us talk about uh, fairly recently, and in his email he says, a neighbor's tree fell down during a recent storm and wiped out his deck. His insurance company is charging the claim against Ken because he never notified the neighbor that the tree was in danger of falling. And and we've talked about this, Chuck, on the show on a regular basis. But Ken's got an interesting idea. He's wondering, should he, as uh, an extension to all of us, send our neighbors letters just warning that there are concerns about the trees falling on property and would that allow future trees that fall to be the responsibility of the homeowner where the trees reside? I don't think that uh, the form over substance solution where you send a letter saying, hey, you've got a tree, that tree may one day fall on me and therefore, yada, yada, I don't think that'll fly. Um, If the tree does look like it may have issues, well, then you start communicating with it. Once you've said, hey, once you've shown them that there's a problem, well, then, you know, you've got a little bit more to go on. Okay, so... That's not going to, Ken, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, idea. good try, though. It was, it was a smart move. Just send <laughs> yeah, it out to try. everybody. Hey, you're going to send, I hate those trees are going to come down on my, yeah, okay, it won't work. All right, well, <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, but you got to do it with the right, the right sound. Those trees are coming down. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> it's yeah. not legal, right? Yeah, got it. Uh, back over to Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. Siri writes in that she has heard us talk about interest rates that they're based on the credit rating, among other things. And Siri is wondering, what's the best interest rate she can get right now? And I know you're going to have to give out your NMLS number. uh, Right now, with the best credit rating as compared to the worst interest rate with the bad credit rating. So I guess Uh, talk about the spread, because interest rates ratings uh, rates are changing so often now. Go ahead. Right. NMLS number 26362. So what what that will be is... uh, like a VA right now, we're running about six and a half percent APR, six point six two. And when you look at when you're looking at uh, the high end of that, you're looking, you know, uh, if they have a five eighty credit score, you're looking at a uh, somewhere upper sevens, way upper sevens, like seven point nine percent APR, eight point oh one. And then on, and then I'll look at. Conventional, we'll do one more. Conventional right now is running higher than FHA. You're looking at, with a really good credit score, 7.49 APR, 7.62. And on a high end, which would be, that's a, a 680 credit score. If you did go conventional, which you would go FHA. But if you did, you know, you're looking at 8.6-ish okay. and with uh, APR 8.72. All right. Wow. Rates have really gone up. All right. So... We're going to, just a reminder, if uh, you want to get uh, from us our newsletter every two weeks, the new topic for this week is moving four ways to meet your neighbors 
that's by the way, other than going ahead and bringing them a, a pie, like Chuck would remind you, you can go to welovelouisville.com. That's welovelouisville.com. And it's free, no obligation, sign up for our newsletter. We go back over to Chuck Crosby over at the Crosby Law Office. Larry is writing in that his wife died recently. Sorry, Larry, we're sorry to hear that. He's now trying to sell the house. He has three grown adult kids who do not want him to sell. And they are saying he does not have the right to sell the house because the kids' names, he says, are apparently on the deed as well. Larry wants to know what should and can he do. Chuck? Well, that's one thing I always point out to parents who want to put their children on the deed to avoid probate. Probate is not this horrible, evil thing that costs so much money. Uh, I know the infomercials late at night make it sound that way, but it's not. Probate's fairly quick, fairly inexpensive. Uh, so with that said, still, I get them that say, hey, I want to put my children on the deed. Once you put them on the deed, you're not selling it. You're not mortgaging it. You're not doing anything with it until they agree. And there's no way around that. Wow. So he's really stuck until the kids say yeah. he... I mean, you can, you can file a lawsuit for partition, but the time and the expense, you know, it just, it, it's something that uh, you need to think about prior to doing. Once you've done it, it's done. Get the pros and cons before you yeah. end up going into that thing. Yeah, I'm with you. If you're thinking of selling, we have a free no obligation booklet. It has hundreds of useful tips. If you want a copy, send me an email, bob at com. Put selling tips in the subject line, and I will send that right out to you. Back over to Randy Rocky. Brian shopping for his dream home. He sent us mm -hmm. this email. He says, I was pre-approved for a $300,000 loan. But the homes I'm seeing on the market that fit my needs start about 50000 more than what he's pre-approved for. So uh -huh. Brian is wondering, what can he do to increase his pre-approval credit limit? What type of information would the mortgage company be looking for? Randy, interesting yeah, question. Yes, yeah, so, uh, they need to look at income and also make sure he's getting a good interest rate because the interest rate, the debt to income, makes a, makes a difference. So... Uh, uh, so if, 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 if you can get a lower interest rate, obviously you can get approved for more. Uh, uh, so that's, that's the type of stuff that we look at bonuses. Uh, can you get a co-signer? You know, that if, if he just had a, de a dead end after all that, then he would look at getting a co-signer on the loan. Good, good suggestions there. Back over to Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Office. The title of this email I received is an offer given verbally, legally binding. So apparently, Lena writes us saying, I have a home that is not up for sale quite yet. However, someone approached her and offered to pay cash for it and then asked, what am I selling the house for? And I gave her a verbal price. That's what uh, Lena is saying. And then... Um, she's wondering, is she legally bound to that price? There's um, apparently a, some reason she didn't do any paperwork. Now this buyer is coming after her and she's finding that the house is worth a lot more than what she verbally uh, told this potential buyer, not using an agent, just doing this on her own. The statute of uh, frauds is very clear. Uh, contracts are for the sale of goods and services and real estate, specifically over $500, are not binding. It has to be in writing. It has to be on paper with 
um, all the terms, all the parties uh, set out on that uh, on that agreement. Um, you can promise to sell me your house, and it isn't worth the breath you took to say it. We're being we're being told, by the way, that. If you put it in a text or in an email, it could be held. Is that correct, Chuck? Uh, now you're getting into the best evidence rule and that sort of thing. I don't think a text for the sale of the house is going to fly. Okay. I know with yeah. contracts uh, yeah. between realtors, and but that's going towards uh, more notice and acceptance and that sort of thing as opposed to being the actual uh, binding contract. That's why you and I have had those discussions about DocuSign and that sort of thing. Right. You bet. All right. Last question. Randy LaDonna writing in. She's buying her first home. Can her final mortgage costs increase from what was on the loan estimate? Can the final mortgage costs increase from what was on the loan estimate? Randy Rocky or Swan Financial. They have to send out uh, disclosures again. Uh, you have to acknowledge them, but it, it can increase. Uh, we do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. So, yes, that can happen. Got it. We're out of time, folks. Our thanks to Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach him directly to get a home loan. It's, uh, he's a great guy. If you're buying, whether it's new or used or resale, 645-0736. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. He does closings and does a great job at that. Wills, power of attorneys, foreclosure defense, commissioner sale, there's a variety of things. Call Chuck at his office, 499-6360. And if you're thinking of selling, I would love to help you. Really, it would. Just call me uh, free, no obligation, coming out to talk to you about what the process is uh, by phone, even Zoom or a person. 376-5483 or go to Bob Sells Louisville. Dot com. Folks, we're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.